0: Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 25th of January. Australians are being urged to leave Ukraine immediately as tensions continue to escalate with Russia. Around 127,000 Russian troops are currently assembled on the border with fears of an imminent invasion. The Australian Department of Foreign Affairs overnight evacuated family members of diplomats and upgraded its advice for Ukraine to do not travel due to fears of armed conflict. Meantime UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson says an invasion would be painful and bloody for Russia.
1: I think it's very important that people in Russia understand that this could be a new Chechnya. I've been to to Ukraine several times. I I know uh, the people of that country uh, a bit and my judgment is that they will fight and really uh, that is not the way the world should be going.
0: To the latest now on the COVID crisis, and the World Health Organisation boss says it is possible we could see an end to the acute pandemic this year if countries around the world work together. According to the WHO, there are currently 100 COVID cases being detected every three seconds around the world, with one COVID death reported every 12 seconds. WHO Director-General Tedros Gabriasis warning the danger with COVID is far from over.
1: But it's dangerous to assume that Omicron will be the last variant or that we are in the end game. On the contrary, globally, the conditions are ideal for more variants to emerge. To change the course of the pandemic, we must change the conditions that are driving it.
0: Back home and it's two years today since the first COVID case was detected in Australia. The milestone comes as another COVID vaccine has been approved for use in Australia with target giving Novavax the green light yesterday, the first protein vaccine approved for use in the country. In other news this morning, the Aboriginal flag is now freely available for public use after its creator agreed to transfer copyright to the Commonwealth. Anyone who wanted to use the flag previously legally had to ask for permission or pay a fee. The $20 million deal means it can now be painted on sports grounds and used on clothing like sports jerseys. And Terence Daryl Kelly, the man accused of kidnapping little Cleo Smith, remains behind bars after pleading guilty to child stealing in court in WA yesterday. Four-year-old Cleo was taken from her family's tent at a remote campsite in October last year, sparking a massive search that lasted for 18 days before she was finally found in an abandoned house. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to South Australia and back to school plans have been thrown into chaos with teachers planning strike action over COVID concerns. As Sean Maynard explains, it promises to add another level of complexity to an already confusing start to Term 1.
2: Yeah, that's right, Tash. Schools are due to go back for in-person learning next Wednesday when reception and grades 1, 7, 8 and 12 will head back to the classroom. But parents of public school students may have to keep them home a bit longer. Teachers voting to stage a protest that day against what they say is a lack of COVID-19 planning. Now, two-thirds of those balloted supported a full-day stoppage next Wednesday. Teachers want similar protections like those given to health workers. They've got full PPE and N95 masks and face shields. But SA's Education Minister John Gardner says those concerns have mostly been addressed already. The union and indeed our teaching workforce will have the opportunity to hear from Professor Spurrier this week. Hope that they'll take up that opportunity. Now, Professor Nicholas Spurrier, the state's Chief Health Officer. And the union meets again today to assess whether or not they'll postpone the action or
0: push ahead and to Victoria, 1,000 Where Is Peng Shui t-shirts could be handed out at Rod Laver Arena during the Women's Australian Open final this weekend. It's after two people were forced to remove the shirts and a banner on the weekend, with Tennis Australia saying it did not allow political signs. The Chinese tennis player Peng made allegations of sexual abuse against a senior Chinese politician and there have since been serious concerns for her welfare. Our reporter James Lake has the details from Melbourne.
1: A GoFundMe page set up in the past day, Tash, has already reached its goal of $10,000 to print where is Peng Shui's shirts for the protest. The disappearance of Peng hasn't gone unnoticed globally. Even star player Naomi Osaka has questioned her whereabouts and well-being. But it appears Australian Open organisers are doing their best to keep any protest quiet, like this moment where a fan had their shirt confiscated at Melbourne Park. Condition of entry entry to the whole venue Uh, you're not supposed to bring any political statements into the building okay yes and so free french is political to
2: according to tennis australia
0: After the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, Editor-at-Large at CanStar. Effie, good morning. The all-important inflation figures will be released today with pressure mounting on an increase for interest rates. Yeah, they sure are. It's coming out today, as you say.
2: And not only will it confirm what we're all feeling, Prices are going up. I mean, think about the petrol prices. I saw it at $2 yesterday. Think about the price of your stake, if you can find it. And think about, you know, the cost if you're building a house. That's gone up as well. And that's also, like you point out, going to fuel this rate talk. Now, according to A&P Capital, the figures today show should show about an increase of 0.9%, pushing annual inflation up to 3.1%. And they've called the main drivers, petrol, as I just announced, and also the cost in uh, dwelling. Now, CBA and Westpac are also tipping uh, both about 3.2%. So, this would be above the RBA's target range of the 2 to 3%. And, you know, we already had one of the most respected economists last Friday, Bill Evans, come out and said, look, he's expecting two cash rate hikes this year, a 0.5% rise in August, followed by another one in October. Now, in dollar terms, for, for a $500,000 home loan, that's going to mean an extra $100 per month. This is going to be interesting because while there's pressure to to push these interest rates, you've got to remember the other side of the coin here. Um, We have got a lot of people in debt. A lot of first-time mortgage holders who've never had a rate hike. We've got a lot of small businesses that have taken up a whole lot of debt, basically, to to get back on their feet again. My tip for homeowners, obviously, is, um, as the RBA points out, you get a better deal if you're a new customer, unfortunately, as opposed to an existing customer. It may be worth making sure you're on a rock-bottom rate and build that buffer while you can.
0: Great tips, Effie, and I was really shocked when I heard yet again an ad saying that uh, private health insurers were going to increase their premiums yet again, but now there's a bit of a backflip. Some insurers are postponing the increase.
2: Yeah, look, normally they do go up on the 1st of April each year, Um, but what's happening is some of the health insurers are saying, hey... This is, this is unusual, but they're saying we're not going to profit from the pandemic. And so they're giving back consumers the claimed savings. Um, so Nib, for example, just announced yesterday that it's postponing its premium hike. It's going to defer its hike of 2.66% until September 1 this year. So it joins Medibank, HCF and HBF, who have all deferred their premium hikes. But even though we are seeing them hold these price hikes, we've got to admit that health insurance costs have grown faster than inflation. So the tip here is if you're experiencing financial hardship, ask your insurer how they can help. The other tip, mix and match your policies. You don't have to have your extras with your hospital cover. You can save that much as well. And also, if you're young, why not piggyback off your parents' policies? <laughs> legis- yeah, legislation is there. Health insurers have the option to increase the maximum age for dependents up to 31. So there you
0: are, Mum and Dad. You can have your kids with you until they're 31. 31, (laughs) the bank of Mum and Dad. It never ends. Thanks so much, Effie. (laughs)
1: Thanks.
0: Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. Brett, good morning. Ash Barty, the Barty Party. She is the only Aussie left standing in the singles draw at the Aussie Open.
1: Yes, good morning, Tash. That's right. Unfortunately, Alex Dimonor uh, went down in four sets to Yannick Sinner. Uh, from Italy, who looks like he's about 14, but he hits the ball like you wouldn't believe. And unfortunately, uh, Alex the Demon couldn't match it from the back of the court. So out in straight sets last night. So, as you said, Leaves Ash Barty is our only hope in the singles draw, but it's a big hope indeed. And of course, she plays tonight against American Jessica Pagula, uh, who has made the quarterfinals here before, in fact, last year. So looking forward to that. Sinner will play Stefano Sitsapas, who's become a crowd favourite in Melbourne. Made the semifinals twice. He threw to another quarterfinal. Did it the uh, hard way, though. Fell two sets to one down against the Taylor Fritz. Got through in an epic five-setter. In fact, he was so engrossed in that match, at one point, he didn't know what the score was. He'd actually won the second set, but moved on like uh, he was on to the next game. And he did that in his match before that, in the third round. Didn't realise he'd actually won the match and then got through. Um, and just back on Ash, Arena Sabalenka, uh, a shock loss yesterday to Kaya Kanepi. Uh, she dished up 15 double faults. She's the second seed at this tournament, Sabalenka. So another contender goes down, which just makes things, you know, they're just that little bit uh, easier for Barty to get through to the final.
0: Fingers and toes crossed for Ash. And the Matildas, Brett, have made two wins from two matches to start the Asian Cup.
1: Yeah, this one wasn't uh, quite as comfortable as or as dominant as the 18-0 win over Indonesia, but they still beat the Philippines 4-0. They were a little bit more well-drilled in the first half or at the end of the first half. It was scoreless. Sam Kerr got things going. So they win that match and they're on top of Group B and looking uh, like pretty strong to get through to the knockout stages.
0: And, Brett, the vaccine mandate continues in the sporting world with a former Carlton player who decided to retire due to the vaccine mandate. He's now spoken out.
1: Yeah, he has. He's in Queensland at the moment. He'll be lining up for a Queensland side, Palm Beach, Currumbin. That was the shock decision he made, Uh, Liam Jones, was to retire rather than uh, have the jab. He's uh, past 30 years of age now and left half a million dollars reportedly on the table uh, by stepping away from the game, but hasn't completely given up hope of returning to the AFL. Believes he's the fittest he's ever been, but of course he'll need the AFL to change their mandate before he can play again.
0: Thanks so much, Brett. Thanks, Tosh. And fans of The Simpsons claim another prediction about the future has come true. Back in 2007, the much-loved show depicted American actor Tom Hanks as a spokesperson for the US government.
1: Hello, I'm Tom Hanks. The US government has lost its credibility, so it's borrowing some of mine.
0: Well, 14 years on, would you believe Hanks has appeared in a real ad for the US government talking about rebuilding from the pandemic?
1: We're strong. We are courageous. We are resilient.
0: We are America. Land of the brave. And it's not the first time The Simpsons has made predictions that have come true, including Donald Trump's US presidency, the Capitol riots, as well as the creation of video chat and smartwatches. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you on Thursday. Listener.